1: Just keep doing what you like, right? Just keep doing what what you love, right? Just keep executing. Don't think about the resource, don't think about the money, right? Because if you're actually building something good that provides value and something that you love, everything will, will, you know, will just go to
0: Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences. But that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bayong Welcome to episode 31 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero. A time, attendance, scheduling, HR, and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you're new to the show, we're glad to have you here. We're about to wrap up season one and we're about to end the season with a bang. But before we get this rolling, let me remind you that there's a lot of profanity in this episode, so please make sure that there's no kids around. So today we're gonna be talking about money and how you can wire money for free through the story of this founder who's an OFW in the United Arab Emirates, and his name is John Santillian, the founder of Denari Cash. And today he's going to be sharing with us the hustle of an OFW startup founder. And as his title says, he's going to be sharing how difficult it is or what are the challenges for a Filipino to put up his own tech startup in a different country. But before that, he's going to be sharing his story of how he became a second generation migrant and the type of jobs and failed businesses He had to launch to be able to launch his startup now. Also, John's going to be talking about how he was able to build a multinational team and how he built his network while working in the UAE and the learnings and challenges he had to overcome just to put Denari Cash to where it is now. So if you're ready... To learn about the hustle of an OFW startup founder, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast and we're going international in this one again. Um, Somewhere in a region we've never been to and I don't think I'll ever be anytime soon Uh, but I'm very interested to have this hustler because he's been on a roll lately and He's none other than John Santillan of Denari Cash. John, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Ron. Um, congratulations from taking this
0: initiative. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. So again, John, bro. I, to be honest, for those listeners who who are tuned in right now, I don't know this guy. I've I've been friends with him on Facebook for a while now, like a year or two or whatnot. But I, I, I've seen his hustle and whatnot, but I want to do a deep dive because he's very interesting, especially that his hustle involves overseas work and whatnot, and I want to see the hustle of how an overseas Filipino grinds it out. But before we get started with that, John, can you just paint us a picture? What's your hustle?
1: Yeah, so basically I'm a founder of a company called Cash. Okay. Um, so what we do is, is we enabled money transfer using mobile wallet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in the Middle East, to basically help overseas workers to send money home with zero fees,
0: zero uh, fees. That's right. Holy that's shit! Right. I, I, I'm I'm blown out. Late. Let me just fix my jaw because it's on the floor. But how are you even able to do that? To to, to do zero fees? Just just out of from the, from a generic point of view.
1: Sure. So the way it works is basically, uh, it's a it's a, from the business model perspective, is uh, it's a premium model where. Okay. We have a threshold. We have a threshold for uh, whenever someone sends money from from UAE, for example, or from Dubai to the Philippines, right? Got it. So the threshold is three hundred dollars. So, less than or from from three hundred below, it's actually you don't need to pay any. You don't need to pay any transaction fee.
0: No way! Wow, that's three hundred. That's a significant amount for people that, that send money here, right?
1: Definitely, especially from Saudi Arabia and and, you know, and and United Arab Emirates, where you know we have a lot of fellow Filipinos that are are, are under under. Workers, right? So for them, this is a a really a benefit and value that we're providing uh, to overseas Filipino workers.
0: Absolutely, because this this is again what fuels the Philippine economy. There's BPO and there's the overseas economy that sends money home. Now for you, John, I I know you know I've seen you overseas and whatnot. How did your hustle? How did you end up in the UAE? Good
1: question. So basically, I'm I'm a I'm a second-generation migrant workers here, right? So my parents back in the 80s and 90s, they uh, they were in Dubai or in part of the UAE, right? Yeah. Been already and, and kind of supporting us um, in the Philippines.
0: Okay.
1: So 14 years ago, I came um, here in Dubai.
0: Okay.
1: Right, and my journey as an OFW, right? Got so typical, typical OFW, right? So look for a job, look for an opportunity, okay. right? And um, and then you know. Uh, Work on, on on the corporate ladder, right? Okay. So, uh, my first my first uh, couple of years uh, in in, the, in Dubai, I used to work uh, as a consultant in a small agency, right? Okay. Called Strategy Building. And then while I'm actually doing that, I'm I'm already hustling um, here, right? So, okay. uh, working full time and also working on a sideline, which is doing a freelancing or digital freelancing um, <coughs> in Dubai. And then okay. after that, uh, I work in um, in Abu Dhabi Media Company, which is a uh, which is uh, uh, you know, a media company part of Abu Dhabi government, right? okay. which is the uh, city of UAE. Right. Um, and really interesting how, how I actually came uh, to that position, right? Um, so before even that, uh, there's one, when when Twitter actually uh, came in, into the UAE, mm-hmm. all of those uh, Twitter um, users, if you like, actually started putting this event and mm. started talking about, hey, what are you doing from the tech side and so on and so forth. Okay. And uh, one of, Journalist from from the national newspaper uh, Or what's that the media newspaper in, in the UAE kind of collaborate with me and start working on the SEO side mm. so what we did is you know, we we review one of the government website, which is um, uh, It's Dubai Metro if I remember okay. uh, And then the next day after he published I got a call from from the national newspaper or from from the government say hey John, we saw your article from the newspaper We'd like you to we'd like you to join our team and help us to uh, to promote our product online, and that's wow. kind of where my break starts.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's true, uh, and and I I always say thanks. Uh, until now, I have been kind of thankful to to that journalist because if it's not for him, right, I'm I'm not going to to get that big break for that. Because after Abu Dhabi Media Company, I was seconded to Etihad Airways, which is the uh, the airline company of the UAE. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a So I led the product development and digital marketing as well. Um, And after that, uh, I quit my job and start pursuing my entrepreneurial um, uh, venture.
0: Now, what's it like? All right, so from an OFW's point of view, again, you said the the, the biggest, uh, I mean, the, the most common path that people take is to go to a corporate ladder. How hard is it for someone to be an entrepreneur overseas as a filipino because uh, uh, let's let's call it spade spade right a lot of filipinos from, from the stories that, that that we always hear back home is that you know they, there's there's some level of discrimination still you're a second class citizen in the country that you're in right from an entrepreneur's point of view from especially from coming from corporate then you're going as an entrepreneur in a different country how is it like
1: well it's effing, i mean I could, like if i can swear right so if that's okay i mean it's so fucking difficult right it's right. not really easy especially in in the in the region or in in the in the middle east right because the structure of of the law here is totally different from where actually kind like, of compared to the philippines or singapore or other countries right where you, you know even if you are working for someone else you are allowed to uh do a hassle side right mm-hmm. but in the country like way back in the days you're not allowed to do that right so if you're already taking a risk to do a freelancing job and you know you're putting yourself um, out there and and kind of hopefully won't you know someone actually from the government won't you know won't pick you up somewhere and then put you in shape, right mm-hmm. and the funny part basically is um you know my, my my first few freelancings are actually the government itself um but just to answer your question ron right so how difficult it is is um I think it's it's really difficult. I think for for me, my, my, my advantage, I would say, is I, I've been for the last couple of years when I started here, I've been already exposed with uh, diverse nationality. Right, right. Actually, helps me to build my confidence of, of interacting with with other individuals. Right, be it from, you know, from you know, from Lebanon or from India right, or, from right. or from Pakistan. Right, be it from the US or Australia. Kind of that community itself. When when all this festival or Twitter Twitter event came in. Right. Um, actually, that helps me to boost my uh, my confidence interacting with um, with, with other nationalities. Right. Uh, to answer your question about the uh, you know uh,
0: challenges the, the and whatnot,
1: challenges and stuff. Right. I think from when when I reached when when I was in Etihad uh, seventy seven years ago, that's mm. where I felt it. Right. Okay. I think what you just need to do is be good on what you do. Right. Okay. And then. Uh, I, I think just focus on what you what you're good at, and the rest I would say it will follow, right? And it happens to me, right? When I was in Etihad, like every year, I hit my KPI, okay. right, or my for the company, and I just get promoted, right? So started from the SEO, I become the uh, I become the head of the digital marketing product, and then mm-hmm. I become the head of the whole digital marketing, and then right, I, be- right. I become the head of the product side. I think that's the best way of of to to, to see it.
0: But what are those challenges specifically that you need to overcome? So, all right. So you said corporate ladder, but everybody—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's okay when you're at this. Uh, there's a corporate path there's a there's something that you need to climb. When you jump ship as an entrepreneur, what were your first struggles to get on board? So, okay, good that you have a network. Is it easier to incorporate overseas even if you're a foreigner? What were those regulations like?
1: Yeah yeah okay i think it's, okay um, i think it's it's different style, side right so yes okay. one is the regulatory side uh, the licensing part um, uh, in this country actually it's much more expensive to set up a company compared to, to the philippines for example here mm-hmm. it's about half a million pesos to set up a one company right so wow. you, it's like you need to make sure that you're going you know you're you're going to pursue what what you really want to do from from the entrepreneurial perspective right because right. it's not it's no joke right so you need to put your own money and then dedication and passion, because at the end of the day, it's that's it's already half a million. Yeah. And then I would, yeah. The second challenge would I would say the resource, right? Um, you know, in a in a country like UAE, you know, it's a difficult to attract talent because everyone came to the country to to get, you know, they're not here to just for the passion, right? They here they would like, you know, they come here in the UAE to make money so right. they can send money home. Right and and then provide a better life for their family. So right. uh, it's just so difficult to sell. Hey, you know, I have this good vision in the future that we can be at the next unicorn of the UAE, but I'll give you an X about salary. Right? I was like, ah, I'm not sure about that, John.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: that's one of the challenges in in the um, from 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 the upline or resource side mm-hmm. and uh, from the investment. Right. It's always. I think I don't think it's only in the UAE. You know, I saw that in in the Philippines uh, two years ago when I was there. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, especially from, you know, an Asian guy. Right. Uh, backing door to every single DC and I said, hey, I have this product, you know, it's growing 20% month over month, and, you know, I have this singing and dancing application, and I need your money so I can escape.
0: Okay. Right,
1: and then it's like, I'm not sure about that, maybe it's too early, but sometimes you felt, you know, you, you, you start feeling like, is it only that product, right? Is it maybe me, right? Um, so I think also access to the capital is also a challenge. But the good thing is there are still some sector or some segment in the UAE, right? Mm-hmm. Because UAE is a diverse country.
0: There's still some
1: sector that are willing to help in there, right? They would like to, even for a moral support or, or you know, someone that could listen on your story. I mean, we still have those segments. But the challenges is real, right? And it's no joke. So I always said, I, mean, I always said, like, you know, if you really want to do startup, mm-hmm. make sure you think. Not only twice, like three times, four times, five times, because it's effing difficult.
0: That amen, amen. It's more than difficult, especially now if it's if it's overseas. For you though, so okay, you're now an entrepreneur. Was it Denari Cash right away, or were you do you said you mentioned you had other apps and whatnot? What were your first uh, ventures to get that, and was it successful, or what was it were there failures along the way first?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's actually have a very good entrepreneurial story, right? So my my first one is always digital marketing. So okay. even back in the days is, you know, uh, my bread and butter when I came here in the UAE was you know, helping websites to promote their, uh, their websites online. And then while I'm actually doing the corporate side, I'm also doing it in the sideline. So that's where I start building a company. But I think around 2009, I start thinking, you know, this digital marketing activities is not sustainable, right? Because it's kind of more seasonal, if you like. So sometimes we have, you know, a high peak of profit or, or revenue, right? And then the other three months it dies down because there's no client, And the sales cycle is much more difficult that's where we start focusing on the product development so our first product venture is basically after school so I co-founded after school with my wife right Joanna Mm -hmm. yeah so basically what we do is we uh, it's a marketplace for both uh, uh, parents and activity providers so if you are parents Mm. for example right living in the UAE and you're you have a family and looking for a you know a swimming class or a karate or uh, for your kids, you go to this website, right? Look for activities for that—that's right for your kid, and then you book it, right? And you receive a ticket, and you go to that activity uh, provider. Got it. Uh, so we bootstrap it, right? Uh, it's still there until now. It pays the bills, right? But the thing is, like, we cannot scale it because the market that we do have in the UAE is very small, right? The population sure. of, of. the it's about 10 million.
0: Unless you have like a massive uh refugee thing then yeah okay you can yeah. you can scale that exactly. but I don't think that's going to happen in UAE or Dubai or Abu Dhabi no, anytime no, no. soon. All right. right so we- now after that were there anything that you did launch next?
1: Yeah, so the next one so that venture actually still running the second one was uh Get Laundry, right? So this is like right. an Uber for laundry.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So, so my experience on this one, Ron is more on um, my first experience in venture capital money. Ah,
0: right?
1: I've learned a lot from from this venture as well. Okay, and so how, um, how
0: what was what's get what's get loan? Is it straightforward? As what you said, basically it's a get loan. What, what was the tenant for it? Is it is it for people that really need a loan, or was it targeted to a specific demographic or a certain class?
1: Yeah, so basically it's get laundry, right? So it's like um, so it's like washing like washing your clothes, mm-hmm. right? um so it's it's basically specific for for the bachelors like living in in the uae so yeah you know if if you don't have a maid or a nanny right so um you just open up your app book the certain day uh you know uh what type of clothes you would like to be picked up and someone will come to you and then we'll pick up the clothes and then we'll wash it and then you know for every step you have this notification and we deliver it on time based on the schedule that you picked
0: is it a premium service because I heard that oil, again this is like a rumor uh, that's that's across the word that it's oil is cheap it is more uh it's cheaper than water in 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 the in the gulf area right um yes. if if that's the case, then this type of service would be a little bit on the premium side
1: yes correct it's basically it's a premium uh, from from the premium side um uh, in in the u a e right and that's what's that's when we start getting the challenges late in the later stage where expanding it to other market, I we, we tried actually in, in the Philippines, like for a couple of mm. months, it didn't work
0: out. Yeah, because it's, it's not a premium here. Everybody has their own yes. labandera or whatnot.
1: So no, <laughs> we tried to push it and see, but it, it didn't work out,
0: right? Got it. Now, all right, let's talk now about Denary Cash. What is Denary Cash and what are you trying to solve and how was it born?
1: Yeah, so, so how did we start? It's basically in 2017, after I quit my job um, in Etihad, I said, I really want to focus on, on the next big thing. Because okay. I'm working in Etihad, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a, a good life in, in the UAE, right? I mean, of course, I hustle out to the corporate ladder, but you know, I, I was really fortunate to, to get, a I would say, you know, a better high-paying job, you know, provided all the school, and, you know, school education for the kids, housing, and, and everything. And then I thought, I think I can still do more Right? Mm. And that's where I actually decided to uh, talk to my wife. And I said, you know what? Let, I just want to create a, a new company and, and see if it's going to work. right? Because from the after school, we already had an experience of, a uh, failed experience from the after school side in terms of marketplace and similar in the get laundry. Mm-hmm. And then quit job and then go back to the Philippines. I can, maybe I can do something within the Philippines. Right? And um, so my, the idea came in 2017, early 2017, when I was talking to a very close friend of mine, Dan Virtua. Right. Um, sure. okay. uh, so he's a uh, so he's a schoolmate back in the high uh, back in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking about okay, what's the next uh, w- what technology I can use to disrupt the Philippines at the moment, right? So exactly. we're looking at we look at education, right? We look at um, uh, you know health, right? Mm-hmm. And then I thought uh, that time, I mean coins at was really uh, re- was really aggressive in in the market, right? right. So thought so, okay, I think there's some um, something in the fintech side. So what we looked at is people that traveling to the Philippines. So the first idea of Dinari Cash before we even pivoted on what we have now is uh, Dinari Cash previously was uh, to help travelers that, goes, that, that travel to the Philippines to convert their credit card to cash.
0: Wow. the
1: way it, you, you go to Palawan, for example, or Boracay or, or other main island in the Philippines and you only have debit card and you need to, access, you need to have an access in cash. And mm. the ATM is like an hour, two hours to the city Right? so you don't have an access. So the idea is mm-hmm. to you know to provide a, su- uh, a supply of money to all of those sari sari store in the Philippines, right? And then a traveler or a tourist will go to the province, right? Kinda mm-hmm. scan the card or type input the card, mm-hmm. and they get the cash, and the the, the sari sari store will get the credit.
0: Wow, that is amazing. Now, John, let's take a quick break, and when we do come back, let's talk about. Now you have denari cash. How were you able to scale this and how, what was the instant reception Let's take a bigger deep dive and more of that after the rake. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash acast and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about... That SASChallenge.ph. and good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break and we're still with John Santillan of Denari Cash. So, John, prior to the break, you told us about what what Denari Cash was trying to solve, and now that everything's in and whatnot, and you have you have set up. What were the first? What was your MVP? When you created this, because you wanted to convert credit card stuff into cash, how did that yeah. even have? If you did, you have access to the banks and whatnot. How did you convert that?
1: No, so we already have uh, our MVP is uh, uh, really funny, right? So we okay. just because we already have an existing payment processor in the UAE or yeah, from from the UAE, mm-hmm. so we just create a page and then in, you know uh, put the, the the payment processor in that page and then we just. Uh, wrap it up with a hybrid model for the app.
0: Right? Wow!
1: Um, it took us only one week, right, to see the market if there's a market. Got it. Um,
0: and how was yeah. the initial reception of that one? Because okay, one week. All right, we have a product. How did you get this out, and who were the early adapters that, that used the uh, product for you?
1: Didn't work out, right? The first one is okay. The first question is, who's the traveler, and how are we going to target them? Okay, it's much. It's really difficult because. I mean when we were looking at the our research like spending the marketing side to test the market is we're competing with companies like booking.com yep. and you know with kayak and all these OTAs where they spend a lot of money to acquire this customer traveling to Philippines right, right. so we said like you know what it's not going to work because it will really be too expensive for that customer acquisition got it right? and that itself already it's a it's a, it's a failed business model right
0: so how did you um, pivot? Then, um, was there any next step, or what, what was the next for you guys?
1: Yeah, so what we did is actually we pivoted. It's like okay, so we cannot roll it out here, you know. We cannot we cannot roll it out here. So let's just see how it's gonna work. So while we're building that, I got uh, I got uh, I received a consultancy project in the UAE. So I went back to the UAE, right? Mm-hmm. But we're still working on the dinaric cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought, you know what? Why don't we just use dinaric cash as a mobile wallet for the region, right? For the GCC region, because At the moment, you know, if you go to Southeast Asia, there's, you know, there's a Gojek, there's Abra in Singapore, there's, you know, coins in the Philippines. But if you go in Europe, you know, you have this TransferWise and Revolut. Right. If you go to the U.S., you have this Venmo. But in the U in in GCC, you don't have a product like that.
0: Really? Wow. Okay. All right.
1: Let's, you know, let's make Denari Cash as a mobile wallet for the region. So I start talking to Ah.
0: investors
1: and friends, right? So the idea before even continuing the product it's like what do you think about it right and then they said john you know you just you just quit your job two years ago right and you just burn some cash when you move back to the philippines right and your vision is too big
0: right wow. do
1: you still have capital to run it i was like huh that's really interesting mm. then my one of my close friends friend, uh from the vc side told me why don't you just focus on something that you're good at Right. Something that you've been doing it and uh, uh, that, you, that you've done before. Right. Um, and maybe it's, there's something in there. And so he said, OK, so you're a Filipino. He asked me. Right. Oh, he told me that you're a Filipino. You've been here for how long? And I said, like, about 14 years now. Mm-hmm. So what did the Filipino do you do know, when, when they came here as a, as a migrant worker? Right. I mean, the most generic question is you come here to look for an opportunity.
0: Right. right?
1: So you can send money to the Philippines. Um, And provide a better life. That's that's the standard for everyone. Yep. Right. Um, And why don't you focus in the Filipino? uh, With the Filipino first, like you know, I have those aha moments. Like bam, yes. So this is what are we going to go after, right? This is our time. And that's where we ended up now. And then three months ago, we are actually get accepted in five hundred startup.
0: Congratulations! Five hundred startups. Which which uh, which fund?
1: So, so it's basically there are uh, uh, there are two. So there's there's a first batch here in, in the Middle East, right? Yep. So it's called MISC 500.
0: Yep. So we are the first
1: batch, um, and
0: congratulations.
1: Uh, and yeah, and basically from from here on, uh, we are we're progressing
0: yep so i I was also an investor of 500 startups on'm my old startup uh, in in party file and again those guys just open up so many doors for you since that investment, what do you think were the key tenets of why they invested in you because it's not easy dude these guys get bombarded by pitch on pitch on pitch every day if you make it to the to the list there's there must you must be onto to something. What was what were the things that they liked with you guys that, that that made them invest?
1: Yeah, I think there are multiple factors, right? I mean, I think this, for me, personal opinion, Ron, right? okay. I think we're solving a human problem, right? Okay. So it's not really, for us, it's not an innovation product, if you like, right? So what we're doing is basically more on transformational business. Right. Because there's already an existing player in the market, right? Be it in a bank or a house exchange, right? So we're not something building very sexy, if you like. I right. think, and the main thing is, it's a it's a human problem here, even in Saudi Arabia and in the UAE. Right, mm. so there's still a problem that, that can be solved by providing this solution. And in mm. addition to that, I think it's it's just the you know the credibility and the trust that I built already in in the country, uh, or in the community. Um, building products, helping you know helping corporates uh, or or hyper or hyper growth startup to scale their business, right. And I think that also involves multiple factors. So team and team and product, I would say.
0: Got it. That's great, and that that's a big, big component of why invest, especially in the seed round, right? This is basically yeah. what what investors can bank on. Since that point, what were you able to build since 500 startups came in? Were you able to build a? How big is the team now?
1: Uh, so we are six people, right? Wow. Very diverse nationally, right? Um, it's not only Filipino. Um, mm-hmm. and It's really good, right? Having different opinion and, and kind of feel that the culture that we that we are that that we are doing. That.
0: When you built the team, what were you looking for in terms of the talent? Because you know, you, you said it's a human problem, right? It's not a tech, yeah. but at the end of the day the, the core of this is tech, right? What yes. were the, the the key hires that you, you, you got in just to make to just to take you to that next level?
1: Yeah, sure. I think that the first question that I asked is why you are actually work why are you here, right? Why are you in the UAE? Be it like for example if you're an Indian folk or Indian guy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, or a Pakistani or, or from the UK for example, mm-hmm. right? And the, first question that I asked like, why are you here in the UAE right you could just get a job in your own country, right and everyone is the same right they, they ask you know I would like to to provide a better life and then I guess that's that's the component that I'm actually looking at for a for a, for a person
0: did right? you ever encounter uh, a guy that was looking for a lamp that has a genie on it yeah, yeah. oh wow okay that's Aladdin hire that guy bro he's gonna be rich he's gonna invest in your shit. No, but yeah. uh, kidding aside. From from that point on, you asked that who did you get among the these things you said have six, but there must be something in those six that 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 you you like that uh, to to build. And what were those positions that they filled? Yeah.
1: So from the lead developer, right? So I have a so my developers are actually are coming from Cuba.
0: Cubans in UAE. Yeah. There's Cubans yeah. in yeah. UAE. Right. That's right. Wow, I did not know this. Wow, Havana flavored uh, app on you guys. All right, that's cool. So, for them, it's like when
1: I ask him, it's like you know what? I mean, I'm sure you know what's happening in Cuba, right? So they have this embargo with the U.S. and, right. and so on, and so forth, right? and and the life in there is much it's much difficult, when, you know, compared to other countries. Um, from from the development perspective, or from the way of life, right? And that's the reason they are here. So from that itself, when I asked the guy, you know, his name is Wilfredo I told him like, you know, why do you want to work with us and what's the reason mm-hmm. you are working here? And from, from that from the conversation itself, you can see that, you know, he really needs to work and he's going to do the, his best job to put, you know so they can he can provide something for his family back for his family back home. And I think that's more on the traits rather than like a skill set for me.
0: Absolutely. Now, okay. Now uh, here we are, and I've seen something really exciting recently on your post. You won something. Can you just give me an idea what what that something that you won, uh, and what uh, what 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 it meant for you guys now that you've won it?
1: So the really good thing is actually, I, I would say I was um, I was the first uh, tech Filipino or tech Asian mm-hmm. that uh, in in the UE if you like that kind of been bullish about building a tech startup, right? Mm-hmm. So about I think last week, uh, I pitched the Cash to uh, to a Dubai government initiative, where they have about I think thirty thousand no twenty five thousand dollar prize right an equity free Mm prize, a grant Um, and the grant that's right that's Um, and you know uh, there are five hundred selections or five hundred participants it happens for two months right and then from five hundred participants they selected fifty from fifty. We, uh, we get down to 10. Wow. And then from 10, pitching it, and then luckily we won. Well, I guess we really work hard. And um, last week, we just won the device smart printer. So the idea is, you know, um, getting not only from the money perspective, of course, or from the price, it's kind of helping the company to get networks within the, within the country.
0: Congratulations, bro. You make a country proud. Thank you <laughs> for that. Thank you for do, doing your work. But this is great. Now, since this came in, What's next with this? What are you going to use with that money? Because I mean, you said there's 500 now you have this. Yes. But the, the, the journey is still going to be pretty far, and Denari cash is literally yes. just on the cusp of blowing it away. What are you going to do next, and what type of support are you going to need from, from both the, co- the companies I mean, the, from, from the users and, and yeah. then the, the other side of the spectrum, we need you know, uh, the, the, the institutions that will help you allow this.
1: Yeah. So I guess the next thing. I mean, I. Thought, I mean, like you mentioned before, Ron. Right. I mean, five hundred startups start. You know, opens doors for you. Right. right. Either for, for VC or for the investing side or for the relationship building. Right. Mm-hmm. Since and since I have actually or since we participated in five hundred startup, like there are loads of you know angel investors that used to actually to to say no uh, back in the days to some of my project, cannot reach out to me personally, mm-hmm. and. And they said, hey, I would like to invest in your company. And I would like Wow. To and I haven't mentioned to anyone yet because uh, the 500 Startup Demo Day, I'm sure you know, like, they have this demo day after the program. Yep. It's going to happen in, this coming Monday. But okay. for us, we've already closed our round, right? So we have close, ready close $2 million.
0: Holy so, shit, $2 million USD?
1: Yes. Oh right. So this is God. the first thing that I'm going to announce it. But um, I think by the time that you launch this, hopefully, yep. you know, it's going to be, it's, gonna be
0: it's already be done. Uh, so th- this it's safe. Don't worry. <laughs> By the time yeah. this airs or this goes out, uh, it's already the demo day is done and whatnot. So congratulations, Sean. That's great news. Okay. But we all know that, you know, this the funding is just a means. It's, 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 a, it's a commodity, right? Now, what are you going to do with that money? You have $2 million. That's a valuation of a startup already. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, no, what are you going to do? Yeah. What What's next? Right. So you have all this money. How are you gonna enable Filipinos to wire all that money back home?
1: Yeah. So it's really good, right? So what we do is uh, um, we actually open up an operation in Saudi Arabia, right? So mainly in Riyadh, which is where most of the Filipinos are actually sitting, like in terms of segment size, um, and then increasing our um, our distribution channel or the way of tapping up the wallet and and just scaling the business right so the idea is not only for the filipinos right i mean the, the population of the filipinos here i would say in the uae and saudi arabia it's about uh let's say about two two 2.2 million or 2.5 million wow so it's not about not really big right but i mean i would think it will be it's not easy it's not i think there will be some challenge of course for acquiring it but it will be much more easier because you know consulate of riyadh is helping us to promote our product right embassy in riyadh also helping us to promote a product so for us Probably the way we see it is the customer acquisition will be much more cheaper rather than like taking them online. Okay. So I guess the next thing for us is opening to other segments, right? I.e., for example, Indians and Pakistanis, wow. right? Uh, Egyptians, right? So the idea is if you start talking about overseas wallet, you'll be thinking about oh, I would I need to download Inarika. So I I think that's that's the main vision of 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 the company.
0: Got it. All right. Now let's take a quick break again, John, and then when we come back, let's talk about tips. Okay. So. You've raised this, this money. Let's pay it forward to those people or o- any OFW. You don't actually have to be in the Philippines. You can be anywhere you want and whatnot, but you have to make some moves that's going to make you stand out of the crowd and make your shit done. Okay? And let's do that more after their break. has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes—all the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as five thousand pesos. Again, that's just five thousand pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit Sprout.EH Payroll-Starter-Monthly-5K, or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game and again big thank you to sprout solutions liberating your time for what truly matters Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. And we're back for the final part. We're still with John Setulian, all the way from the UAE. Where exactly in UAE? Is it Dubai or Abu Dhabi?
1: Dubai.
0: Dubai, with the Burj Khalifa. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think, are you in the Bur- You're not in the Burj Khalifa at the moment, right? So there's, yeah. there's no sense term. So, but yeah. Okay, so John, I'm very curious because I've never been to the, to the Middle East. And I've, I've, this has been like a, a constant destination for Filipinos to go through. Right, because this is like the promised land in terms of what it is. There's a lot of Filipinos that want to go there and whatnot. But walk me through. So you said when you went there, you weren't really an infant. Infant. You you grew up here in the Philippines, and when you went there, how did you rise above? And how was the adjustment from your point of view for you to fit in the culture and whatnot? Was it really hard? How how was that experience? Well, for me, it
1: was not really hard. I think I was just like again. I think I'm. and I'm fortunate to, to be with, uh, a good community with a good people that mm-hmm. actually can have a supporting system that helps you and motivates you uh, to do the right thing, you know, to go to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the most important part, right? Um, having someone that could actually could help you to you know, to support you whatever you like.
0: And who are those for you to 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 help you ease that transition out?
1: Well, it, it's, it's you know, it could be like, you know, from from my side, it's my, you know, my sister, because I'm not, I was not the only one who came here, right? I was with my sisters as well. Um, oh, nice. It's like a kind of group of family. Um, so all of us actually came to the, um, you know, came to the UAE all at the same time. So I think yeah. if you're just having a support system, right, I think that would be kind of really good uh, to have. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's the most important part.
0: Okay. Now my answer. Yep. That's absolutely great. Um, now, in terms of Going corporate, right? You said you mentioned earlier that the the Etihad and all these other jobs that you did were, were big thing. As, as a immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. What should you be doing in order to not go into the pitfalls? Because I've seen, I've heard so many stories as well that you know it's great because you can now stand out from the rest. But if there's also like you know Filipinos in Singapore. Also, get discriminated on. I mean, that's normal. It's fair game. And Filipinos also, we can't just play cry foul all the time because we're pretty discriminative too with other people. Look at how we're reacting now with the Chinese influx, right? So, you know, we get a dose of our own medicine. But for you, when you did the corporate ladder, were there specific, was there a specific game other than just being really good at what you're doing, right? Um, that you did outside of, you know, the job? Mm hmm
1: um outside the job yep um uh, well i i think
0: um uh was it a I pakisama think, thing what not or what yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think yeah i think pakisama would, would be the main factor right so even because i mean it's you know you're you're you are living in a, in a country where ni- almost 90 percent are expats right mm. and and temp- so you will mm-hmm. you will experience different type of culture and different way of attitude as well, like um, dealing with different nationality. So I guess, yeah, the first one definitely would be the you know paki right? Mm-hmm. So even if even if you don't like it, you know, you just kind of more on listen rather than like talking, right? So I think you just need to be a good listener, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think I think that's that's the main that's the main one that I could I, I could think of.
0: Okay. In terms of creating that network, right? So now you, you mentioned it's a, it's a melting pot of a lot of cultures and whatnot. How did you position yourself to have that network for you to be able to thrive? And that when you'd really jump ship, uh, jump to entrepreneurship as a whole, there was, there was already something ready for you to take advantage of.
1: Yes. So I mean, since then, um, Ron actually, the way I, I do it for myself is I actually kind of start giving first before mm. taking it. 14 years, I mean, I've been helping other Filipinos or even other nationalities you know, to, to get a new job, right? Or maybe even just for shifting the house, right? So like moving from one place to another, right? Um, be it for financial perspective, right? Be it on the um, presentation skill set. And lucky like, you know very fortunate enough like after this 500 startup i start asking you know i, I look and you know i reach out to those people that I actually helped before it's like hey would you be able to kind of help me back right well i didn't say help me back but you know like asking like hey would you be able to help me on a certain things right and i didn't really force them right and because they can see that what i'm doing is there's still value to the community that i'm actually targeting so it's an open for them it's like yes john like know, anything that I, we can do uh, will help you to to make sure that you become successful, right? Because they've seen they've seen the struggle, right? So it's not an overnight success, if you like Ron, right? So, like like I've like I've mentioned before, it's building these things or the product itself. It's it's not really an overnight success. So, you know, the first we build the community, kind of going out, you know, going out to any event that's already available for you know, from from the tech tech perspective, right? And then helping other entrepreneurs with mm-hmm. uh, the financial side and so on. So I guess that's how i i built my my network and start leveraging it now
0: now when do you hit a wall right and uh people always like have to go through this were there any mentors that helped you out to to walk yes. you through that and what what was the best advice that was given to you when when in the recent times that you hit those walls
1: yeah, I like that question because um, even until now, right? So this mentor that I do have, and his name is Pavel uh, Ivanov. He's a German guy, but I used to work with him like back in 2017. Okay. Um, sorry, 2007, right? Um, and, and until now, he becomes my mentor, he kind of he's still my mentor and, and an advisor as well of Cash, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from from my last field a company, right? Um, he just sees the kind of the, the passion from from my side. to keep continue building it. I guess the the main advisor the the, the most advise, the, the advice that i got from him that actually that still strikes in my head is um just keep doing what you like right skip doing what, what you love right just keep executing don't think about the resource don't think about the money right because if you're actually building something good that provides value and something that you love everything will, will you know will just go to right it will just open things and then that's what happened to Dinari cash right you're not looking for monies, you know we just want to see if there's a value Right? And I guess uh, until now, um, I think that's, that's basically what motivates me. Just keep executing John's. Right? If you like what you're doing and, and there's a value, just keep doing it.
0: That is amazing. So, all right. Now, in terms of what what's next, um, this is obviously one of the biggest things that, that I, I ask my, my guests on the show. But for you, John, what do you think was your biggest fuck up? In denarii cash because it's not not all fun and games when we, we do this, right? but you said you've you've had failures already and you wear it on your sleeve and that's good. But for you, what was your biggest fuck up and what did you learn from that mistake?
1: I think it's I would not say in Denari cash because we are still in the early stage and I, ho- I hope I know I won't <laughs> get that in the in the coming <laughs> in the coming months mm-hmm. or years. I think uh, so. What my biggest fuck up is actually all like my all my previous startups, right? Because I learned from that, right? So. My first attempt in the venture capital, my biggest fact up on that one is, you know, raising a small, you know, a, a, a small uh, value, right? Or a, a, a small round with a higher equity, uh, higher, higher diluted equity, right? So mm-hmm. my first investment, like my first investor took almost half of the company, right? So wow. that's the biggest fact, right? And then I can't open up for the next round, right? That's the one, right? I think, um, you know, putting an assumption of, we think um you know it's going to work because we like the product right so like yeah i mean i guess for the for the dinaric cash perspective our first attempt was let's just build it it's going to work right mm. without without doing d right without thinking about is there really a segment for this one mm-hmm. um, i think that's a biggest factor but again those factors actually helps uh, where we are at now
0: that is great now john um for those people that want to Tap into Denari Cash, especially for people in the Middle East and any any yes. Filipino that wants to send money and take advantage of your platform. How do they do that, and and where, what do they do?
1: Sure, I think this is the best time that I'm going to promote my product. Yep, thanks, Ron. This so is I, it. <laughs> I'll make it. I'll make it clear. So if you are working in in, uh, in the Middle East, so uh, I e for example in Saudi Arabia or anywhere in the UAE, right? You just search Denari Cash in iOS or in, in Google Store. Uh, you register using your national ID. We call it Ikama from Saudi and we call it National uh, Emirates ID in the UAE um, And after you register you get uh, you get verified and then you can uh, Put money in on the wallet. right? So you can use bank, kiosk, AT, um, ATM or debit or credit card And once it's in your wallet, you can send it to Palawan or to any major bank in the Philippines, right? And also to, to other uh, cash pick up like Palawan, Cebuana, Emulier, right, and so on
0: That is um
1: nice and then later on hopefully you can actually pay your bills uh, from Denali right so from the Middle East to the Philippines so you can pay your bills like education um, government fees SSS Pagibig right and that's what we're looking for in, in the future so.
0: alright that's an amazing job John thank you for being on the show Maraming salamat. there you go that's, that's as, 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 as genuine as they come so guys if you guys like that episode uh, please don't forget to show us some love follow back or subscribe or or, or, or like our shit on on any type of uh, podcast app that you see or use Um, please don't forget also to suggest the next hustle you want to hear on the show because we're about to wrap up season 1 by the end of June this is going to be done and season 2 we're taking a quick break Um, but please do don't forget to message us on messengers m.me slash hustle share or again message us on our website just go to www.hustleshare.com John thanks again
1: Maraming salam, Patron, and good initiative for this one and just keep doing it.
0: Appreciate it. And again, thank you guys, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.